Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. On this episode of the Swirl Suite, this is going to be a review episode. So we are reviewing a wine from Fetzer in California. Fetzer has a new sustainability program and they have new brand new labels and they send us cute water bottles too. So we are going to review the Gewürztraminer and talk a little bit more about that grape. All right, let us know what you think. Cheers. Uh, Tanisha, you were giving us an update on Paris and why oh, yes. it's 67 degrees, which is crazy. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like maybe 72 tomorrow. So we're excited. Wow. We would love um, that right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. But it hasn't been warm this summer. Like we haven't really gotten to 80. Mm, okay. Cause nobody's so, been able to go out. No, we're out. Had, you oh, no, we're in the street. The global warming and all the cars back mm. on the beltway and you can't get around town interesting that's an interesting we are back here in these streets um people are everywhere but it's august so people aren't out now now everything Mm. is like since this is the second week of august most things are uh closed or closing up Mm -hmm. um and they'll be back open last week of august first week of september Hmm. so i actually really enjoy paris in august because the things are closed and it's Mm -hmm. not as many people so i get to enjoy um stuff but it's different this year because i've been enjoying it because it's been not that many people here yeah so yeah it's been quiet all year but july was cool july was a little lit so that was fun <laughs> um it just came back from the south was in the south of france is in provence marseille and cassis oh my, my favorite so uh, those places will be popping up on the gram uh this week so in what did Cass- you do what did you do there girl you know i drank wine well, of course. <laughs> so went to visit went to visit three wineries. Um, one I did a program with before Domaine Saint Amant. I did a wine box uh, like partnership with them. So finally got out to their property. I did a reel um, on my visit to um, their place, and that's on IG. Um, and then visited Chen Bleu, which is. Um, I guess like a high-end luxury wine. They actually just won an award for their wine packaging. Mm. Amazing. And it's owned by um, a woman and her husband, the woman, Nicole Rollet. She is from New York. So she's American and her husband is, uh, I think he's French, but he lived in um, the UK for a while and worked in the UK for a while, but I believe he's French. And uh, they, since they're in the South, their main grape is Grenache for the red. And then the white, it's a lot of... um, Viennier and Marsan Rousseau. Hmm. The place is fantastic. They have a wild boar spa. What does that mean? So they have a lot of wild boars in the area. And so they're like, they just made a water area for them. So that they would. The spa is for them. Yes, it's for them. So if they're out in the spa part, then they won't come up on the property. Oh, so what will, what will they do if they do come in contact with humans? Well, one, scare humans. That's one. Two, they will dig up stuff. So you can see holes around from where they come up. So they'll just dig up like the grass, the dirt, everything. They'll dig it up. Now, are the boars the the animal of preference that digs for truffles? Um, Maybe trained ones, but I I can't speak on that with any certainty. Okay. Hmm. 
Then they also have a bee. I don't think you can call it a sanctuary, but they have an area for bees because bees do something really amazing for the environment and for mm-hmm. the biodiversity mm-hmm. and things there. So they had several um, bee, um, you know the word for it, bee things out. <laughs> and so that was cool to see. Then walked in the vines, they had some sunflowers and a garden. And so, you know, I was this sounds there. absolutely magical. It was amazing. That place is beautiful. And the owner wasn't there. She was like, Denise, I'm so sad. I won't ever, like, I still won't get to meet you. So she uh, Skyped in. And so um, we oh. talked to her. And then she Skyped was, in. Was this a vacation? Was it like a planned media trip? No, this was a vacation. Nice. And since I was going to be around them, I was like, oh, well, I'll just pop in. Because, you know, mm-hmm. this is like vacation for me. So did that. Then in Cassis, um, met a guy who used to be a soccer player and he now owns a winery and so had went there saw their property and got to taste the wines and that mm. was uh, their wines are delicious and he signed my bottle and nice so, cool. so I'll be posting about that too the wines are white and rosé and the rosé mm. is very clear like you have to look at it next to the white to know that it's rosé oh man mm. so, yeah very good and then um Marseille is you know a major city like Paris but like gritty Mm -hmm. um did a little boat ride out there a ferry to you know me and how I'm in the crime and prison and all that stuff so went to the chateau that used to be a prison And if you've heard of or read the book The Count of Monte Cristo Mm -hmm. in that book in that book he talks about a place called Chateau d'If and that's where we went and so I went to go tour that place. That was cool to see. Um, what else? And then when Anthony Bourdain was in Marseille, he talked about their pizza scene. So we mm-hmm. had pizza with a friend of mine who lives in Marseille. And then we had some wine from his family's uh, vineyard. And yeah, it was a cool time. And then I came back and was like, oh, shoot, I'm in my own apartment. <laughs> so, Man. Too bad so- Glennis isn't here because- when she was in Marseille, she went to, I had left the trip by then, but she, she did go to the, the prison area. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. It's cool to see. Cause I was like, wait, this is a prison. I'm like, this doesn't suck. But then I looked at the actual sales. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this part might suck. So a question, this sounds really nice. Would you like, can someone pay you to do all of this for them? Plan this whole trip for them? Can someone pay? Okay. Yes. And they can pay me to do that. And also my new thing that I'm working on now is doing guides for these places. So like Mm -hmm. writing it up and it being like for sale on my website. So Mm -hmm. for however much. That's excellent. Yeah, that's a great idea. Doing like, okay, if you have. 32 hours in Marseille what do you do mm. or if you have this many hours in Champagne what do you do so I want to write this up yeah the thing about this area though is you need a car unlike okay. Paris you can come to Paris and I have a car mm-hmm. but there you kind of really need a car if you're going to be there longer than a day um, and so are you um are Americans comfortable mm-hmm. driving in this area they should be yes okay now you will pay more for your car because mm-hmm. most Americans can't drive a stick and so they would need an automatic mm-hmm. and automatic is not a common car here okay 
So anytime you rent an automatic, it is going to cost significantly more. Like you'll look it up and be like, oh, snap, burning cars are cheap because yeah. it'd be like 19, 25 a day. And then you'd be like, oh, but automatic. Then they're like, okay, 95. You're like, mm. Okay. Oh, Got you. Oh, uh, well, I, I actually don't like to drive. So I probably, could I pay somebody to drive me around? You could. Yeah. Okay. You always can pay somebody to drive you around. Okay. You can All always right. find it. You can always get a reliable driver. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Because some of these so roads nice. are back roads. Because on our okay. way up, we went up a mountain to get to um this one town as we were up Mount Ventoux. The girl driving thought she was going to die. She got so stressed out. I thought we were going to have to fight. Um, oh, no. She was just so stressed out by the driving part. Mm. because um yeah it, we literally were driving up the side of a mountain and some of the roads weren't necessarily paved oh and she was like but I don't know where I'm going I was like I I don't either I I literally listen you to- behind the wheel panicking is not gonna help any of us right uh, and I'm like I don't know either I don't know these surroundings I've never been here all I have is GPS and you know sometimes when you go in the mountains and stuff the GPS doesn't move as fast as you do Right. So that dot is not giving you what it needs to give you. <laughs> so I'm like, all I know is turn left, not down this side street, but like the other street that we just, that we're passing, right. That mm-hmm. we're passing that street over there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it. Right. We made it. <laughs> it was fine. Well, I, I forgot to talk about my trip to uh, Charlottesville last week on the show. But um, so I spent two days in Charlottesville. It was a Monticello Wine Media. It was supposed, it said day, but it was days. So it was two days. Mm-hmm. Um, it was myself and well, me and Shayla from Black Girls Wine were the only two people of color on there um, on the trip. But I don't know if I had to say maybe like 15, 20 people um, were there, maybe more, no more than like 25. But um, mostly writers from the Virginia area, um, even though Dave McIntyre was there, him and his wife. Um, anyway, it was a really good trip. I, um, I realized how bored I was with some of the selections that I was that I was choosing, like during the pandemic and just being home all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was drinking the same type of wine. Right. And um, I think that trip just showed me how exciting wine is and what why I fell for it in the first place so um Charlottesville was, was awesome the food was great um their wines were so like really, what was really your good. favorite like new discovery um or what were you see. reintroduced to um everything from the Chardonnays to some beautiful Cab Francs um a, a did you have t- a, a, a lot of Tanats Okay. Yeah. Virginia so, did you have a, a petite mensang? Oh, I did. Yeah. It was a whole it was a whole seminar on petite mensang mm-hmm. and how balanced it can be, even though it's known to be really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was some really good ones too. It it's yeah. not petite petite mensang is not something that I would typically go for, but um, but they were really well done, extremely balanced. It's, um, it's, I haven't seen it outside of this area. It's very regional, yeah. especially to Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. It was, uh, they chose, um, let's see, our first stop was, um, let's see, we went to King Family Farms on the second day. 
And then the day before that, we went to Afton Mountain and um, I'm forgetting one winery. What's the biggest one? The Italian one. What's the name of that one? Y'all know what I'm talking about. We, we don't. <laughs> It'll come back to me. But um, but it, no, it was a good time. It was a good time. Is it was it Jefferson? No, not Jefferson. Um, what well, she said Italian. Oh, uh, Fabiola. No, not Fabiola. Um, oh, well, I'm gonna Barbersville. Stop. Sorry, Barbersville. Oh, Barbersville. Okay, Barbersville. okay, because yeah. that's Italian, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of yeah. that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, so is Charlottesville? Um, is that the region? In Virginia, I mean, if like if people had to choose, is that where they should go for Virginia wine? Um, well, uh, it, there's so many to choose from, but yeah, it's a major one. I'd say that okay, it's a major one. It's so much to do. Um, it's good food, you know, good restaurants, and um, I think what sucks about Virginia versus like Napa or even the Finger Lakes, everything is far apart. Mm-hmm. So you're going up and down mountains, curved roads and whatnot to get to one winery to the other. Um, yeah. When we went to uh, one winery to the other, it was 30 minutes. So I think that if I were to do a Virginia like tour, I would get a driver just so I could, you know, be loose and drink what I want as much as I want and, you know, stay safe. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So your advice is always have a driver for things. If we if don't get it, anything else from your includes, conversation, you got to have a driver. If it includes wine, I don't think that that type of pressure should be on one person to drive you everywhere. Also, it's just nice to have a driver anyway. So you it don't is. have to worry about literally yeah. anything. You yeah, can just yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, split it up amongst the group, you know. And, you and it's honestly not that expensive. I mean, if you think about what, like, an accident or DUI costs or just your stress oh, level. Yeah. Right. I mean, a driver's super cheap. Yeah. And see, the thing is, if you were, especially, it's not that expensive, especially if you're staying in the area, they pick you up from the hotel mm-hmm. and take you back there. So, yeah. That's my suggestion. So let's talk about Fetzer. So Fetzer has a they new label. Some wine. Yeah. They they have a new label. It's, it's really cute. And um, so they sent us two wines. They sent Show us it to wines. me. So it's a, I opened the Gewürztraminer. Me too. I didn't oh. open the Shard. Yeah, no. Let me, right. uh, hold on. I'll get the Shard. Yeah. They have a Shard. Just trust yeah. me on that one, Tanisha. <laughs> okay. I believe you. <laughs> but um, so they have this new sustainability program. Their entire winery is sustainable. They are a certified B Corporation. According to Fetzer, sustainability matters one glass at a time. Better is always possible, so we do all we can one glass at a time. We focus on people and the planet to keep our spirits high. Impacts big and footprints are small. Fetzer is a B Corporation, a certified B Corporation. Certified B Corporations are a community of committed leaders driving a global movement towards building a more inclusive, sustainable economy that benefits everyone. This conscious business structure balances purpose and profit and meets some of the highest verified standards of social and environmental performance, transparency, and accountability. 
They're all about saving water. They also gave us a glass water bottle and we download this app. Every time we fill a water bottle, I guess we click the app and they will donate fresh water to a place that needs it. Which is super cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Super, super cool. Yeah. So go Fetzer. I have a special place in my heart for Fetzer because when I first got into wine, I thought I was showing off if I bought something from Fetzer. Really? <laughs> did you have, did you, was there a partic particular varietal or it was just the, the brand itself? Um, if I'm not mistaken, they used to make a Riesling. Do they still make a Riesling? Um, but I know I used to buy the Gewurztraminer all the time. And they do make a Riesling. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a Riesling and the Gewurztraminer. Those two I used to splurge on back in the day. Yeah. That's always definitely a brand I drank early on. Mm -hmm. um, just being like, okay, yes, Fetzer. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's cool because it's something you can find in a grocery store. Yeah. That's kind of funny because I, this is my first time having it. Really? Yeah. I kind of feel embarrassed now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but you know, my life is sheltered in general. So. Right. It ain't for Maryland. You all know it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. it. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Gewurztraminer really quick? Yes. How do y'all feel about Gewurztraminer? I think it. I love it. I think it's underrated and it often falls, unfortunately, in the shadow of Riesling. Mm. That's my personal opinion and not and the views of the swirl suite. <laughs> <laughs> no, agree. And also real talk. I think it's really something to be said about, um, people not wanting to order it or ask for it because they can't pronounce it yeah so you know they so try they, to come up with like nicknames to shorten it. it but yeah 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 I actually like uh, I like reverse demeanor it um once I read the wine books and they said that even though it can be on the sweeter side pair it with something spicy I yeah I was in love ever since so that's always been my thing. Now, it's not something that I have very often, but when I'm eating ramen or some spicy Thai or something, I always go for either a Riesling, and you're right, Leslie, it falls under Riesling. I always go for the Riesling first, but um, Gewurztraminer is behind it. Now, you know, when I have, okay, this is another first for me. But generally, when I have a converged, mm -hmm. it's often very bone dry. Hmm. And this is the first one that I've had that um, is fruity. Wow. And, and like an off dry one. So it was, when I had it, I was like, are we sure this is converged to me? Because <laughs> I've always had it um, in a very dry expression. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. Now, Tanisha, is there a lot of Gewurz in, in Paris since it's one of the um, Grand Cru grapes of Alsace? Yeah, we can find Alsatian ones for sure. Got yep. you. Hmm. Also, I think when it comes to, I mean, a lot of people will say that they don't drink white wine often. Um, so if you're talking to your 
I think if you're talking to your average consumer, they're saying that they drink a lot more red wine. Mm. And if they do drink white, I think your whites are usually more of the typical Riesling, Chardonnay, Pinot Gris, Sauvignon mm. Blanc for sure. Yeah. Um, and so you don't even hear them talk about reverse demeanor. I think that's not kind of in their even um, mind's eye or something that they think about when they think about drinking white, mm-hmm. drinking white wines. Um, and I think that goes back to Leslie's point. It gets shadowed by Riesling mm-hmm. because the flavor profiles are um, similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, people don't know what to drink it with. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hey, Glennis. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my cell phone at a restaurant sitting outside when I realized I was supposed to be on this. I'm actually, and you know, they have these street degrees, so it's actually not a cookout. So oh, okay. that's what you hear certain restaurants in this area now. But nice. um, they are not serving Fetzer, and I don't have my Fetzer with me. <laughs> um, but I said, let me call in anyway. Yeah. I have to be a responsible, squirrel sweet adult. Mm-hmm. Um, I ditto everything that has been said. Um, most people can't pronounce it, so it's hard for them to go and sit down at a restaurant and order it. Yeah. Um, without feeling embarrassed or feeling like they should know mm-hmm. how to pronounce it. And if they've been drinking, hell, if they have drunk, they sure won't be able to pronounce it. Right. Um, and I do agree, it falls in along with um, the Riesling crepe. To me, it has some of the same acidity. So, yeah. But I um, will go back to the conversation about the conference at, a little later. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm going, to, going on mute. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, Gewürztraminer is one of the most aromatic grapes um, that I've come in contact with. Um, I I almost always love the nose on a Gewürzt. And this one, um, peaches, apricots, rose petals, honeysuckle. I mean, everything sweet, everything luscious, everything juicy. Juicy. (laughs) I would would say that if, if somebody was looking to expand their palate and you, you were, um, you were a, a, a Riesling fan or, um, or you were just in a wine rut, I think this is a great alternative. So I have a few questions. So you guys just give me your straight up answer. Um, and it's how you feel about the wine that you're drinking. Um, go first, Jermaineer. What season reminds you of this wine? Winter, spring, summer, fall. Fall. I don't know why, but just fall. Okay. Because I don't think summer, because I usually, when I think summer wine, I think a little more um, crispness and maybe citrus flavors, maybe mm-hmm. not so much the aromatics. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this having a little bit of spice on the finish and it having uh, those nice fruit flavors, I think more fall. What about what about you, Leslie? Well, I was gonna say fall, but Tanisha took it. So okay. you can you can say fall too, bro. You can co-sign. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say autumn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. And why why autumn? What do you think about why, why autumn? <laughs> you know, it is it's those underlying spices. Mm-hmm. 
that um, I, I think reminds me of, of um, Autumn. Like there's, there's a little, um, I don't wanna say cinnamon, but type of like allspice mm -hmm. that's on the, on the back palette that you pick up. You think of, of um, like a, a, a cider, not a cider per se, but the spices that you would have yes. in a warm mm -hmm. cider. That's what makes me think of. Yeah, like a bacon yeah. spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Glennis, what about you? What was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, what season does Gewürztraminer remind you of? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? I would do, um, I agree with the ladies and I would say, I, want, I wouldn't say a specific season, mm -hmm. but Thanksgiving for me, because mm -hmm. I would do it with turkey and my cranberry sauce. And just because of those spices, I like that mix for me, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I would say Thanksgiving. Okay, that's awesome. Because in that like October to end of November in that season, it goes well with all of that. So. I feel like Thanksgiving is a season though. So we can go with that. I feel yeah. like there, yeah, yeah. there is a Thanksgiving season. Yeah. So let's, yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually get, um, I'm getting spring because the first thing I notice is the florals. Okay. So, yeah. So the flowers and like spring just reminds me of flowers. So that's my explanation. Yeah. All right. That works. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of personality would you give Gerverstraminer? What kind of voice would you give it? So I have three singers and you match the singer with Gerverstraminer. Okay. I was going to say, I hope this yeah. is multiple choice. <laughs> okay. Patty LaBelle. No. So is it in your face? You know, no. notes. Okay. Gladys Knight, kind of sultry. Okay. Diana Ross. Showy. But Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Dionne Warwick as the last one. I don't know why, but I thought that was just you were going to. I mean, say. she would fit. It would have been a little harder. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually. Diana I Ross. Was, you know who I was thinking? Who? Okay. So don't, don't confuse the performer with the voice. Uh oh. Mm -mm. I was thinking Janet. Lady Jackson. Gaga. Oh. Okay. Oh. Huh. Because you know her voice is really soft yeah. and um. Yeah, she's soft spoken. Mm -hmm. I mean, excellent performer, but mm -hmm. that's what I would think of with the yeah. commercial meter. But Diana Ross definitely. Who has a new song out? I don't know if you guys have heard that. Diana Ross. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have, I have not. Huh. It's called that's Thank You. It's cute. Glennis, okay. what were you about to say? I was about to say, if you really go with, um, not thinking with the actual performers um, octave in their singing, but I was going to say Patty for her flamboyancy when you think about all the notes that you talked sure. about a little bit area, earlier, Sarita. Mm -hmm. So with all the florals, you know, she could, Patty LaBelle could be very floral in her where and what she, how she expresses herself. So I was going to say mm. Patty LaBelle in that sense. Yeah, very good point. Um, that I chose, is, yeah, that's okay. a very good point. Um, I chose Diana Ross for that for that same reason, but she kind of has this soft, kind of sweet voice. But when you look at her, it's like the hair and the clothes and the shine and all of that. So yeah, yeah. And I said Gladys Knight because she has the voice, she has the sultry tone, she has that. But 
I feel like she is not widely known. Mm-hmm. She is known to people who know and people who like maybe who really enjoy wine or who talk about wine. And I feel mm-hmm. the same about Gavarsha Muner. It's not widely known its flavor profile and what it matches with. Mm-hmm. So thinking of underrated, it's not the word, but it's more people in the know, know. And so that's what made me think gotcha. Gladys Knight. No, that's a good point. Um, okay, last question. Who would you want to share a Gavarsha Muner with? Family, friends, wine friends, or co-workers? I'm going to say co-workers because I work alone so I could drink the whole bottle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm oh no co-workers. Tadisha, I was about to say, why do I got to share with any of them? Why can't I do that by myself? I'm like, I don't have any co-workers. Jeremy's <laughs> <laughs> glasses is a one-woman operation. <laughs> But I can share it with y'all. It's my wine friends. Okay. But I don't know. Sarita drink too much, so she might take too much out the. Here bottle. you go. Listen, <laughs> you, you listen. All y'all can out drink me. So oh, any day, really, really, Sarita, we going out? Like my, I'm clutching my pearls. <laughs> it has been shown. Oh. Just, I'm just saying. Okay. I'll drink with y'all and be hurting, and y'all. Good morning. Nope, <laughs> not a good morning. Not the good morning. <laughs> Sorry, that was oh. hysterical. <laughs> Wish I had to love you. I would say, I would say, um, my wine friends mm-hmm. or Eric Benet, you know, one of the what? Other. Okay, I don't think he you was a choice. This but Eric all right. Benet fetish. We, we, oh my goodness gracious! On the list, Leslie. One day he's going to be on the swirl suite and you're going to thank me. I'm sorry. You have to say more about Eric Benet. Where did Eric Benet come from? Oh my God. He was choice E. You didn't give an E, so she gave one. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. He is my future ex-husband, guys. I don't think you understand. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what else to say about that. Wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> Director Glenn is here. I was about to say, Leslie, don't slip him no Mickey in the garage. Oh. You know she is. Ooh, no, I'm sorry. He's <laughs> finna wake up real confused. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um for me, I would share this with probably probably family because I feel like not a whole lot of my family drinks wine and this is a people pleaser I think Gervais Demeanor is great for pleasing everybody so it has enough like interesting notes and like layers of flavor to satisfy us who want to study it and then it's sort of sweet so you know everybody will be happy so that's voila Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this review episode. Be sure to check out Fetzer's website and learn all about their new sustainability program. And their wines are classic. The Gewürztraminer Demeanor is a beautiful wine. Let us know what you think of this episode. Leave us a comment on wherever you listen to your podcast at Swirl Suite on all social media or at swirlsuite at gmail.com. Cheers. <laughs>